Hello and welcome to Didian Hawthorne and the In-Between, your place for everything reading and language related. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gentz. Now bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello and welcome to the show. Hallo und herzlich willkommen zu unserem Podcast. Today, today, I have got my tea with foam in it. Hopefully not too much ASMR for y'all today. I tried to move it away from the mic. Today we are going to step back in reflection at the very first days of the pandemic when many of us, including your host, myself, had the opportunity to take up side hobbies with the quote-unquote loads of extra time that we were going to get back from commuting, etc. in March 2020. Some people chose to take up baking, cooking small pancakes, gardening, I chose to get a subscription to Masterclass. A quick disclaimer before we get started. I bought a year-long subscription to Masterclass with my own money. This episode is not sponsored in any way and the views expressed therein are my own. This podcast is entirely funded through my wonderful Patreon and my wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash relevance of literature. Thank you all so much for your support. After our forthcoming overview of what Masterclass is, this episode will be organized into three parts. What I liked, what I didn't like, and what I learned. All right, about Masterclass. The name explains it all, but essentially it's a high-end digital coursework or masterclass platform where leading professionals from virtually every field teach you how to do what they do. It's similar to the Great Courses Plus or other such digital coursework platforms, except for the bit that most of the teachers on the platform are very well known in their respective fields. A lot of them are celebrities, for example. The range of content that the platform provides is more impressive now than it certainly was when I first subscribed, and you can explore courses from food to chess to entertainment, you name a basic area, and it's probably covered. I learned about Masterclass first from targeted advertising on YouTube, which take that as you will, but I kept seeing Malcolm Gladwell and David Sedaris and Anna Wintour pop up and say just these really inspiring things about the creative process or about writing, which they've been known to do, of course, and it really piqued my interest. When I moved back to my hometown and university classes went remote, a bunch of my classmates had gotten subscriptions to Masterclass to parallel the start of the term, the spring term in 2020, so eventually I thought I would join them and become a subscriber myself. This was in the last week of March in 2020, so I've just rounded up my year-long subscription about a month after this episode is scheduled to air. I was primarily interested in taking writing courses, of which there were already a pretty good variety to choose from, though I did end up taking some design and other creative courses as well. 
Necessarily, my experience with the platform will be guided by what I wanted to get out of it, which was time with and insight from professionals in the writing field that I look up to, and what I actually did end up getting out of it, which we will discuss as the episode continues. What I liked. The quality. First off, in my description, I alluded to the platform being more high-end, and it certainly checks boxes with regard to the quality of the video and audio of the masterclass, as well as the quality of the platform itself. The different sets on the video versions of the masterclasses I thought were well suited to the teachers themselves, and there's clearly a lot of intention going into the post-production of each class with how they incorporate digital transitions to segment the speaker's ideas, and the themes overall, again, were very well done. There's also a podcast or driving mode to the Masterclass app, which I used a ton over the summer as I took long drives across the city. Variety. I also really appreciated the variety of the content involved. I was able, as I mentioned, to take some of Anna Wintour's class and also Kelly Wiersler's class, and it was a rare opportunity for me to get to dive into and think about different areas of the arts and design and business from what I'm studying at school. There is a negative aspect to this point, however, which I will cover in the next section. Personability. I joined Masterclass because there were a few writers, namely Joyce Carol Oates, David Sedaris, Malcolm Gladwell, R.L. Stein, who I wanted to learn more about and more from. And looking back on the early courses especially that I took, what I felt was different from the very distant lecture style university education that I was getting online was the level of personability and comfort that the professionals were able to cultivate in these curated spaces. What I didn't like. Breadth, not specificity. The classes that I attended on Masterclass were able to cover a lot of breadth. That is, they were able to touch on a lot of different topics and sub-areas within the disciplines in question, but generally the courses lacked the specificity that someone like me, someone who learns for a living at this point, would need to stay engaged. This comment is personal in the sense that my whole world revolves around deep dives and getting into the nitty gritty of the why behind the why, behind the why of what's happening. Overall, I got tips about, as I said before, the writing process and how to deal with yourself before, during, and after writing, but I would have gained more personally from being able to have more time walking through step-by-step step of how a story of theirs was built out, or the drafting process and timeline of a novel, for instance. There were some authors who did just as I described, by the way, but I would have loved to see more detail and less breadth in terms of the courses as a whole. Another point that I wanted to touch on was the course packets that were available for most courses to download. Again, the design and structure of these packets was excellent overall. You can tell that the people behind each program really crossed their T's and dotted their I's when it came to these packets. However, the material was still quite basic and only gave a broad overview of the course around the topics involved. 
I ended up downloading the course packs for the first three classes that I took on Masterclass, but after that I realized that the packet really wasn't adding anything to my experience, at least not enough for me to justify the download. Especially for the authors that I really admired, I had personal copies of most of the material that they were referencing, so I could get away perhaps more than others could without that material as a basis. This discussion gets us into the weeds of audience, however, in that I don't think I fit precisely into the general audience demographic of the kinds of people that Masterclass is built for. I think that in some ways, breadth is the goal for people who are interested in learning as much as they can about a new field or about a field that they want to make a side hustle or a hobby out of, and there's nothing wrong with that goal. Just know how you fit into the demographic before you jump in. Variety. Yes, here is where I can discuss the paradox of choice a bit. I remember being so excited about how many courses I was going to take each time I logged into Masterclass, even at the beginning, but for me, the variety of choice was overwhelming and proved to diminish my drive for going on the platform after I took the two or three courses I had signed up for. When I thought about going on and continuing to take classes at night, which is what I had been doing for Kelly Wurstler and R.L. Stein's classes later on in my experience, the feeling of overwhelm alone provided enough resistance for me to stop going on the platform altogether. My advice? Know exactly which courses you want to complete before you sign up. Be specific and more importantly, be honest with yourself about your time and motivation for taking these courses. Screen time. And the biggest thorn in my side about this platform is something that is existential to the platform itself, which is that it's online. At the beginning of the pandemic, when I signed up, it was easy for me to justify the added screen time because I was conducting every facet of my life from my screens all of a sudden. School, work, socializing, everything. It didn't feel like that big of a jump to add some recreational screen time to the mix as well. Add to that the newness and excitement of all of those online platforms for learning, and I was sold fairly quickly on the experience. At the same time, though, you're talking to someone who refuses to upgrade a phone that has started selectively receiving phone calls and texts, someone who, before the pandemic, prided herself on never bringing a laptop, let alone a phone, to class, someone who would still rather prefer to see people safely and in person every single time. After a small adjustment window, let's put ourselves in about May 2020 here, I could not do the screen time anymore, leading me to pull a full stop on doing anything but class and work from my computer. I started printing out my readings again, taking handwritten notes again, and going on long drives instead of watching YouTube videos. Most relevantly for this episode, I listened to the podcast version of Masterclass sometimes, but during my full stop, not often. What I learned. Approach to writing. The different writers that I ended up following on Masterclass taught me ultimately about several different facets of the writing process. I learned about troubleshooting ideas, troubleshooting brainstorms, troubleshooting the physical act of writing, and troubleshooting the drafting process. 
Different teachers had different ways of approaching these topics because, one, they are different people, right? <laughs> Some writers are neurotic and need to rein in their various neuroses before they can write effectively. Others sit down and encourage others to sit down at any and every time of day to write. Two, the writers that I chose to learn from have different audiences. Think about the difference, for example, between Malcolm Gladwell's audience and Arl Stein's audience, and you can start to grasp why those two professionals emphasize different parts of the writing process, different parts of the profession entirely, really. And three, similar to their respective audiences, their styles of writing are different. Even consider the differences between Joyce Carol Oates and Margaret Atwood, two pervasive short fiction writers who of course have done a wealth of other styles and lengths and genres, who nevertheless have very different approaches to writing that have come to best nurture their own writing styles, for example, their different paces, creative processes, etc. Broad approaches to other fields. As someone who has work that is highly interdisciplinary, I really appreciated being able to step into the shoes of professionals from fields like food and photography and design and see how their approaches to their work line up and sometimes go against what I've learned from music, writing, and linguistics. I still maintain that I personally would have benefited more from specificity, especially when dealing with the business equipment side of things in the fields that I wasn't familiar with, but I learned a ton from being able to step into the brain space of these other fields for a bit and explore. To go even further, I would argue that that is the main purpose of Masterclass, is to introduce you to professional perspectives from fields you're interested in and not necessarily involved in. I looked on their website for a mission statement and couldn't find one, but y'all can let me know in the comments what you think about that estimation. Most fundamentally, however, what I learned is that a subscription to learn about writing, and probably not a certificate or a degree in writing for that matter, is not going to make you write. Did I learn more about the creative process and get tips for troubleshooting when I was working through pieces, especially short stories? Yes, I did. But even though I've been mulling over writing for a little over four years now and had started to actually learn about the craft of writing in March of 2020, it still took me until February of 2021 to take myself seriously enough to start writing consistently. When I actually did start writing every day, it was because of a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which my patrons have heard about ceaselessly since the beginning of the year, but that is neither here nor there. You can check out Patreon to hear more about that. It seems like an obvious lesson to learn, but in the same way as having a smart new pair of shoes will not actually make you walk faster. Having access to resources about whatever skill you're trying to implement is not going to make you actually implement that skill. To reference the war of art, only you and your muses can make that happen. Overall, the best advice I can give with regard to Masterclass is, if you want a subscription, nail down a few things before you commit. Number one. A schedule of what time during the day or week you're going to set aside to commit to the courses you choose, if only because ironically taking the master classes might be taking from the time that you would otherwise use to do the thing that you are learning about, as in my case with writing. 
Two, an understanding of what you want out of the courses, your goals, as well as potentially what specific courses or areas you are getting the subscription for. And in terms of getting the subscription, I would try one of two things. The first is try the service out for a month before you commit to a year because there's different subscription lengths and durations. So you can test run if you're going to get consistent use out of it before committing for a year. And secondly, round up a couple of friends and co-buy the subscription. <laughs> That's why it's not as expensive, which was my main deterrent, one of them, uh, to getting the subscription as well as keeping it long term. While I chose not to renew my masterclass subscription this year because of the screen time aspect as well as the expense, I would still recommend trying it out, if only to hang out with one of your favorite writers for a masterclass or two. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to hear more from us, we've done everything from Shakespeare to Dracula. There really is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website at relevanceofliterature.com under the ongoing series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes, as well as any current goings-on of our show. If you are looking for even more content, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash relevanceofliterature. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time.